For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What a day, what a day, what a day. All right, Cleveland Furl, John, former uh, member of the trifecta Raiders first round has been added to the 49ers in free agency per reports. No money as of this moment in time. This reminds me of like a recruiting class at Texas, you know, or USC or Alabama. There are 18 names usually before the, you know, the transfer rule changed. And there was always like, damn, that guy was turned out to be awesome. And these other two guys you've never heard of, they never end up playing one ends up transferring. That's what this feels like a little bit because it's rare that you get three first round picks. Now, it's also rare to whiff that badly. Uh, Jacobs has turned into a stud. He's currently a franchise running back, which to me I give a lot of respect to. Abram just stinks. Cleveland, though, you know, we've seen this before with a Raiders pass rusher. I saw our guy David Lombardi put out a little tweet that said, Arden Key, I, I, you know, three career sacks with the Raiders, came to the 49ers, six sacks, boom, gets paid. Wow. Well, you know, it's funny. This news happened. I was sitting at the computer thinking about free agency in the show, and I don't remember what. It was, you know, Ebukam and Omenahu had both signed, and so I started thinking about the 49ers, and just before the Cleveland Furl news broke, I had compiled a list, which I'd, I sent to you, and uh, – this is the Niners' thing, John. We know it's their thing. But their thing isn't just, we're going to get an undervalued player and make him better. For that player, then it turns into more money. I'm going to show you the list here in a second. But you know the saying, like, you know, uh, he's the exception to the rule? Truly, the rule for the Niners is, if you sign with them as a defensive lineman, you will make more money. The exception is when you don't. It's the reverse. The exception is the, is the Cassius Marsh, who signs for three and a half guaranteed and then does not sign for a big contract a, contract afterwards. Solomon Thomas is not in this category, but a guy that didn't leave better than he arrived, at least in terms of league value. But I know if Solomon Thomas had been a Raider first or a Chief first or something, the Niners probably would have signed him already and would be in the process of upping his value back up. Honestly, at, at least with the last core group of people, which included for a long time Sala and D'Amico, and D'Amico longer and Sala, you could put the defense as a whole, right? Yeah. I mean, Al Shire coming out of school, messed up knee, right? Didn't I think missed definitely maybe the year before, maybe a senior year. It turned into a really, really good player. And the only reason he didn't play more is because they got the best linebacker in football and Greenlaw, who they were happy to extend. Mosley, an undrafted free agent within a couple years. Richard Sherman was telling everyone that would listen, and this is before he was a podcaster when he was still an all-pro corner, this guy can play. I 
think I just saw you got $6 million off a torn ACL. Right. right? So it's Jimmy Ward's career was resurrected with this group. He went on to have a lot of success, get paid by them, and then go on to get more money with D'Amico. So I, I would say the group as a whole, Kerry Hyder a couple years ago left, came back. I, I mean, it, we focus on the D-line because they have, I think it's fair to say, the highest paid defensive line coach in the league. Uh, you know, it's, that number's not public, but I, I think it speaks for the entire unit, you know? Absolutely. Kyle, Kyle doesn't let guys leave. So uh, beside quarterbacks, they rotate through, but the other positions, when he likes you, he keeps you. Look at this list. And I, I, here's another guy I would add before I show this list. Dre Greenlaw, who the Niners extended last year for $16 million. You know how much they guaranteed Greenlaw? $7 million. If you told me Greenlaw was a free agent today, how many, or maybe it was ten million. It was, I think, it was like seven fully and ten practical guaranteed for Greenlaw. If and he's Drake, not going. He's not going anywhere. So he's going to get the contract, right? Like he's gonna he's gonna make the majority of the money on his contract. Oh, right, right, right. Because yeah, he's yeah. a you know. It was stalwart. so it'll be sixteen million in the end. But if he had been, if they had signed Aziz Al Shire and Greenlaw was a free agent right now, twenty five million, million guaranteed. Twenty five. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty fucking good last year, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So I, I think uh, like would, 30, I mean, guy, there was a lot of money to be had in free agency on Monday morning. He's not on this list because the Niners resigned him and paid him more than he was making. But if he were a free agent or when he becomes a free agent, he could make this list. So you've already mentioned a few of these guys. We don't have Aziz Al Shire's guarantee as of this moment, but he signed a $6 million max deal with the Titans. Samson Ebicam signed for 5 million guaranteed with the Niners. Just signed with the Colts for 10 and a, 10 and a half guaranteed. Hassan Ridgeway. Signed for a million guaranteed with the Niners. Just signed with the Texans for three times that amount. Kerry Hyder signed for 550 with the Niners. Signed for 3.6 million with the Seahawks, only to come back and sign for 750 with the Niners. <laughs> DJ Jones signed for three and a half million with the Niners, guaranteed. 20 million guaranteed from the Broncos. Arden Key. Arden Key's on a few people's list. The Jags get to claim him too, because he made 125 for the Niners, three mil guarantee for the Jags. 13 mil guarantee for the Titans. Wait, Arden Key's on the Titans now? Just signed him. Wow. So Arden Key has just been on a trajectory ever since he left the Raiders, like a Elon Musk rocket ship. Double prove it deal for Arden <laughs> Key. Two prove it deals. Tayshawn Gibson, who the Niners signed for 1 1 and just re signed for 2 9. Charles Amenahu, the Niners signed him for 2 5. He just signed a, two, a deal that was reported as two years, 20 million max. The guarantees are not, we don't know the guarantees, but it's safe to say they're more than two and a half million. Te also, text, from, text from the Chiefs on Amenahu, they yeah. really like them. Like they're, I mean, I, it's pretty clear the Niners and the Chiefs played against them. Philosophically view football the same way at the yeah. line of scrimmage. Yep. Uh, Ronald Blair, I didn't, he's, we don't have his number. Remember, he tore, he was going to be on this list, tore his ACL, missed a season and a half, basically. Um, so those are the rules. Like the Cassius Marsh, I mentioned. Um, but for the most part, like that's, th that is what they sell guys. It's almost like in free agency, they, they've got all these, um, like fourth or fifth round picks in free agency that they use and then turn guys into like, you know, good free agents. But here, here's, here's an element we haven't even mentioned yet. It's obviously cultivating players, but when you cultivate executives and coaches, who do they feel most inclined when you when you don't have to give $40, $50 million contracts? They can go sign Jimmy Ward. They can go sign Al Shire. They can go sign Ebicam. They can go sign uh, Brunskill. 
So when you place general managers and head oh, right. coaches, those guys are the decision makers. And they go, we can get a really good player, a guy that can start at a price point, which is way more than the Niners can afford. But for us, like giving out eight to 15 million guaranteed in the grand scheme, when a guy like McGlinchey's getting 50 is actually nothing, right? Especially when you factor in three or four year contract, you spread it out throughout the life of the contract. So it's a win win for the Niners in every facet. These guys, Rand Carthen, is going to yield them a third round pick. All this money signing with this team will help influence another third round pick for the player comp. So it's like they're coming at it from all fucking angles. They are developing front office and coaches, and then they are develop those people are helping develop the players, and then they all spread out throughout the league, and then they all congregate together in different cities. The first thing they do is then pay the players that used to be on the Niners. Except the Niners, it's not like they're giving them Debo, Bosa, Kittle. Trent, right? Ayuk, uh, Fred, but they get to keep the main core guys led by Kyle. And, the, you know, because they would never want to lose those guys, but they give you all the other scrappings. Daniel right? Brunskill signed with the Titans. I would say the one guy over the last five years, for sure, the Niners would have loved to keep even more than Sala would be D'Amico. Wouldn't you say he'd be their number one draft pick of keeping all the guys that they have lost? That would even include DeForest Buckner. I would say D'Amico would be the number one draft pick of the Niners. Like, can we keep this guy for five years and pay him $8 million a year? They would do that. Yeah. I think. What about uh, Mike McDaniels? Mike I, think McDaniel. they, I think they would keep D'Amico over him. I think so they too, just pro- he does They just proved that. last year to be, you know, figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think, it, D'Amico's, it I think D'Amico's pretty special. Just his whole deal. I, I would say D'Amico's value is like a player value, right? A high-end player value. Yeah. Now, how will it be as a head coach? I don't know, but it could, Kasurik, it's unique with a, with a position coach because you can pay him so much money, and when they don't have you know, aspirations necessarily of being a head coach, you, you could just kind of corner the market with them on your team for a long period of time. Maybe him and Kyle just stay together forever. Like we've seen that before. Shanahan had a longtime offensive line coach. Uh, it becomes rarer and rarer because the money is so stupid, right? Like it, it is so lucrative. Like if I told Robert Sala might be making nine million dollars, you know, it's just the difference Bob. of being a yeah, as, as Aaron would say. Like D'Amico got such a big raise, even though I'm sure he was highly paid on the Niners, right? And he sits at the front of the table, not the side of the table. No different than Al Shire, right? Like, it's as much about money and it's about, it's like, I'm going to be a starting linebacker. Right. Right? I think if you're him and you and he battled injuries, like, he'd missed whatever a month, two months last year, he probably looks at it kind of the way Arden Key did. Like, I want – Aziz is young enough that he's aiming for another um, contract. Right. Uh, Like he's shooting for like, I think he probably thinks there's a bigger contract out there for him than the one that he just signed in a year or two. Yeah. And he's tailor made like tailor made in in theory, a you know, run around linebacker that can really move in this kind of spread game. I'll shire. I I just mean like his, his physical attributes of speed. Yeah. Of just, uh, you know, the modern day football, right. He's not built like for the 1992 game, but he's much more built for, the big 12-ish NFL, right. which it kind of is. Which the Niners have some of those guys, right, already kind of, already on their roster. We watched it in camp. Like, they've got some speed guys on the roster, yeah. linebacker. 
I, I know you focused on your list on defense, but I, yeah. I do think it falls on offense as well, right? I mean, they draft Mike McGlinchey. He goes on to get a $50 million contract. A lot of times, like former first rounder, they don't get re-signed. They're Cleveland Farrell. They're Solomon Thomas, right? When you're a high top 10 pick and that team doesn't, ex- you just go on, you kind of got to resurrect your career. <laughs> they let him go. He got 50 fucking million dollars. Daniel Brunskill was playing in one of the seven spring leagues that 90% of the media tweets about for two weeks and then completely forgets about. Went on to start in a Super Bowl, start and and play a bunch for the 49ers to get extended as well, to get a contract. Jake Brendel, go to his... Well, extended, then he signed with the Titans, right? Yeah, then he yeah. signs with the Titans, right? Brendel, who's re-signed with the Niners for several years, just go to his Wikipedia page. I mean, when you're here, when you're here, like one of those classic, like, Early on, on Raheem Mozart, like this guy, this team, this team, this team, this team, gets situated and then gets in a long-term extension after being a starter. So you go, we focus a lot on defense because in a weird way, the 49ers are an offensive skill-led team with an offensive head coach, but I think a lot of people focus on the defense, us included. Guys on offense, especially the offensive line, it's it's been very lucrative for random guys or top ten picks that don't get extended. Like that's it's kind of crazy, you know. Sam Darnold, you and I talked a lot about yesterday. It, it makes a lot of sense. Like if I was Baker, if I were these other guys, I would have been lined up. Hey Kyle, you want me? Hey Kyle, you want me? Well, we were texting. I wondered, like, is there a chance Sam seeing some of this other money out there? What what uh, Baker got paid? What, which is not as much as Sam as you said, but close. Um, what the Red Rifle got paid? Like, is it possible Sam had more money offered to him by somebody else and decided to take a little less to play for the Niners? In somewhat of the, but, well, the Red Rifle got more money, right? But he did go to Sam's team, and Sam wasn't coming back to that team, right? So you, that's a weird spot. You would say the Saints that were quarterback needy, they took care of that with Derek, and then re-signing James, so they got that. Going like a guy that got decent money to be a true backup would be Jared Stidham. And let's face it, that's really probably off the Niner game alone, right? That moment. Now, other, I'm sure it was based on like liking him coming out of college and then you just that tape, you're like against the number one defense. But you go to the Denver Broncos, like you ain't playing. Mike White right? got four and a half million guaranteed. So that that's kind of the market, right? Yeah. Four, four yeah. and a half. The difference is with incentives. Like Baker more than likely is going to start, I, I would guess, at least early on for Tampa over Kyle Trask. Like I would bet on Baker to beat him out. But even if he plays a lot, like his incentives only double it. Like Sam's incentives as Lombardi capologist can get to like almost $12 million, <laughs> you know? And, and typically the number one thing that these agents fire back on for like the Richard Shermans and the Bobby Wagners that say, I don't need an agent you want to avoid like the more leverage you have, you want to avoid incentives as much as possible. Cause they can be hollow. They can be hard to hit. Right. They, they, and they're just not guaranteed where, as we saw last year with Jimmy, he started getting these in-game bonuses. It was like, Oh, they gave him six and a half, but then he had, well, he started playing, <laughs> you know, and I think Sam's got to be licking his lips, right? Just like all these guys that signed with the 49ers, like licking my fucking lips. Hargrave is just, that's just a big time signing. I'm looking my, I got paid because I deserve it and I plan on keep kicking ass. But most of their signings have been like value based with like, hey, you you come out of this on the other side. You're like uh, Andy Dufresne in uh, what's it called? 
I saw um, Rita, the woman that draws Jimmy Garoppolo, was going to draw Jimmy Garoppolo every day until Jimmy got traded or cut. I think her last Jimmy drawing was Andy Dufresne, but Jimmy Garoppolo looking up at the rain free finally after he crawls through whatever it was, a quarter mile of shit pipe. Uh, Quessy gave Mullins $2 million. Yeah, Nick Mullins got $2 million guaranteed dollars, Pelissero reported, to go play for the Vikings. There is just a benefit of having a boatload of people all around the league that fundamentally view football a lot like you. And then honestly, a lot of these guys have been groomed. Like, think about D'Amico. He's going to view football under the Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch umbrella, right? He was inundated from his entire career post-playing. Robert Sala, like the, the experience he had in four years. So those guys, the way they they view this stuff, now Sala has less juice in his spot than I think D'Amico clearly has a lot of influence. Kwesi is the boss, you know? So it's just, it ran. Kwesi's the boss, but you got to, I mean, the coach on that team has to like the quarterback. For sure, but who's, you know, he learned a lot from McVay, so he's kind of, you know, fundamentally view football. You would say that you would guess that Vrabel would have the majority of the pull, but Rand's signing former Niners, so maybe they, maybe Vrabel's sneaky views football a lot like Kyle too, <laughs> you know, which he kind of does. Run, play D. <laughs> I mean, well, you got to figure if, like, to your point, Rand's a defensive player, right? Worked for them. They had a meeting. Vrabel said, "What's your football?" Rand obviously talked about what the Niners do, and uh, Vrabel would be Vrabel would be a good if you told me like Mike Vrabel is a coordinator, whatever. Which I think Mike skipped that step, right? But he did. It, he did. I think he did it one year. He did it one year. He'd be. He'd be a Kyle Shanahan coordinator. <laughs> they might. Oh. Those two might scream at each other a lot, but <laughs> negative vibes only. <laughs> you remember one of uh, your boys, Adam Schefter moments <sighs> when Mike Vrabel turned down Chip Kelly to be his defensive coordinator? Do you Do you remember that one? Uh, yes, <laughs> the not when the not uh, you when Chip was the Niners head coach became Chip the was the Niners head coach. You remember offered that. Mike Vrabel the defensive yes. coordinator job. He had come out to the Bay Area and he told him thanks, but no thanks. I do remember and, that. And he returned to the Texans and Bill O'Brien as their linebacker coach. I remember that. Yes, that was quite. That was a story. <laughs> I, I would say it's safe to say that would not happen to uh, to the the young the young man, old soul, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, lose my number. After. <laughs> that's a pretty good retort by Aaron. I'll give him that. Uh, Daniel on the stream says, Texas fans here, how should I feel about Jimmy Ward? You should feel good. You should feel good about Jimmy Ward. Really quick to defend Adam, and you and I both, obviously we had him on last year. We've we've talked to him several times in different iterations of our lives. Not- Remember, Adam was on the phone with us when Chip, he hung up with us to break Chip Kelly to the Niners. Adam is not like, I don't think he's quite what Aaron views him as. You know, I, I would get if like Aaron said that to Colin, Colin, and he just crushes him every chance he gets Colin and their relationship, I would say is pretty adversarial. I don't feel Adam goes after Aaron. Like Aaron probably thinks that he does would be my, Feels more, maybe more just like an anti ESPN thing from Aaron. Yeah, he made a comment about fake Jets fans, which to me is like he's like it's all these, you know, NFL and ESPN media people. You know, I don't even know if I don't know what his relationship with Greenberg or Eisen is. 
but kind of feels like that's what he's getting at. So yeah, maybe but Adam I, gets caught in the crossfire there a little bit. I know that Colin had defended Trey Wingo, saying that like he thinks that Trey they've probably played golf a bunch together and they like are friendly. Trey and Aaron and they just talk, well, not like seriously. Saying like, Duff Trey, Lyman was right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I keep interrupting your point. Go ahead. Yeah, but just you know, one thing watching Aaron today, and I watched the hour of it. You know, I, I think it's it's probably good that him and Kyle just however it played out were just kind of two ships and they passed each other in the night. T- Tom, while I, while I fundamentally disagree that like they could just blend together, because I I do think Kyle and Mike their offense specifically is about boots, waggles, and movement with the quarterback in the passing game. That that is something that has happened from Brian Hoyer to when Jimmy got here to Mullins to CJ to Jimmy again to Trey. Like that is, that's the fundamental core of Kyle Shanahan on the sideline calling plays. Tom cannot do that. He just can't. I mean, he can't move. He never really could, but he definitely can't now. They could have attempted to figure it out. I I just think they're so driven. I think Aaron and him would have been difficult. Even though Aaron, Aaron would know the offense. And be as seamless of a fit as you could ask for, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think Matt, Matt Kyle, Ryan's Kyle wouldn't be able to undress him, right? Like he no. did Jimmy, or like Tom, like the stories are that Tom, you know, Bill used to yell at Tom. Never did it publicly, though. No, but Aaron doesn't. Now, what are you? Well, really Kyle will, Kyle will scream at you for? publicly, or he did Jimmy. Aaron makes more throws than Jimmy. There's less to True. yell at him about on the field. Aaron, you changed the play and threw a touchdown, you dick. You know, like what? Did Kyle yell at Trey what in the first game this year? Kyle, uh, yes, he did scream at him about something. What was it? I think it was a pick in the Bears game. Was it? Or maybe a bad throw. I, d- I don't remember the specific incident, but it was. Oh, I, would I think vividly remember like hater, a, you'd a, have it. A, a play sheet up in his mouth. Oh, it was. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the Brock when he screamed at Brock at the end of the half. You know, you it's funny. You, you and I talked about this because on, on social media, which is, and when I say social media, I'm specifically talking about Twitter, which clearly does not represent real life. Now that it's private, we have absolutely no clue how many people are on it. I, I think a small percentage. Obviously, we knew before, but a small percentage of society, it's easily the most reactive that feels bigger if you're on it than actually what's going on. And these arguments about Trey and Sam and... It, there was one that we were included on and I I just don't understand any human being. That's like, like I get if you're a Packer fan being hardcore on one side of Aaron Rodgers, like you've seen the peak, you know how good you have it. Like maybe if you don't want to lose them or vice versa, you're just tired of the bullshit. Like it's easy to have a distinct like take and and like you have a lot of equity with the player. If you want to defend them or whatever, I, I, I don't understand how anyone who could just be like all in that is just like going to ride or die for this Trey Lance situation. If it turns out and he's an awesome player, fucking awesome. But the 49ers are showing you, and they showed you last year, and, and the league shows you that like going in, it's already year three. Is it all his in his control? He got injured. Like, so I don't necessarily like blame, like act like he's just some scrub that threw 50 picks last year. But the fact is the fact that going into year three, the, the arrow is at, by no means pointed up and you would have to probably make an argument to act like it's neutral that like 
the 49ers no longer have to worry, well, they have to start him now because all the picks, that's so that's in the past. They don't care about it. It's, that's over. And like a Sam Darnold type signing kind of tells you everything they need to know. And then you got to factor in like Purdy got the opportunity and fucking blew by everybody, including Jimmy Garoppolo that had infinitely more success than anything Trey's ever done. Like being so, t- and again, this is Twitter, not real life, being so tied to something. I- I'm on more text threads with just r- normal people. They don't have a dog in the fight in the sense of like Trey, Sam, Purdy. They just want the 49ers to win. They're like, I have a hard time seeing Trey beat out Sam Darnold. That- that's the normal people in my life's reaction. And I-, I don't see how you could have a normal take that isn't something of like Trey's at a huge disadvantage, Purdy, Sam. Even if you wanted to include him as a duo. Yeah, I mean, I think you can reasonably have the opinion that Trey Lance will be better than Sam Darnold. If somebody has that opinion, I'd say, well, you you probably like me before Tuesday just had this perception that Sam Darnold is just like Baker Mayfield-esque level player. But he's better than that. Are you right? talking in 2023 or just big picture? Yeah, I'm just saying like if you walk career. into – you could run into somebody at uh, Raisin Cane's I, I ate that know. on my long drive when Southwest shut down on me. There you Not go. Not bad. And uh, and be like, hey, let's talk some. Like, oh, hey, John, what's up, man? I got to tell you, man, I think I, I still think Trey's better than Sam. Just like a non, like, just that could be their take. And you'd be like, all right, let me, you know, I think that's not unreasonable that someone might have that take. Now, what it turns into is what you're referring to is the how dare you say Sam Darnold could be better than Trey. Because the reality is that's a perfectly reasonable take, too, especially when you see what he's actually done on the field. Here's the other thing. If Jimmy Garoppolo, let's just say, was under contract and on this team this year, and so Sam Darnold didn't get signed, who would be their starting quarterback? It'd be Brock Purdy. Gee. But who would be the backup? Right. It'd be Jimmy. <laughs> so <laughs> we already have evidence, and the evidence sometimes is because a guy's just not available. And even if he was available, and when he has been in very limited opportunities, it has been a roller coaster ride. So, like, I I really think there turns out when it's all said and done to be a lot of parallels to the Wiseman situation of what you thought was the best fit. One thing I've learned through this experience is going to places where the expectations are sky high development spots you're better off being like a linebacker or a lineman where you can kind of ease in on like field goal or like kickoff coverage and just kind of then just the quarterback because in the nfl in 2023 now that position just in general whether you're the quarterback of like the houston texans let alone the niners the packers the eagles is so big so polarizing that there isn't much room i mean look at zach wilson he got eaten fucking alive now he sucked but at that's a hard spot because by the second year is like they were viewed like we're pretty good. We can make the playoffs. And then regardless what you think about him, he would, would he have been better off just the Texans or the bears where they're just losing a bunch of games and he just work through it, work through it, work through it. I mean, look at what's his name from Stanford with the Texans basically got two years, just whatever. No one was really paying attention, did some nice things, did whatever, but there yeah, was no, was now he true. wasn't a first round pick, but just no pressure. The pressure on Zach Wilson by this year was just immense. You know, two quick takes. One, Anthony says, make sure you watch the film of Week 18, Donald for the Saints. We did. We did a video about it yesterday. Go check it out. Um, the difference, I will say this for Trey. Wiseman played like three or six college games, right? 
Trey was a much more established player by the time he got to the NFL than even James Wiseman was. He played a full season of football. At D1AA. Wiseman played like six games. I don't even think he, like, his feel for, like, my point is, I don't know. I think it was three. Three games, whatever it was. It was nothing. Anyway. Yeah. Less about their resume coming in, which have some similarities, and more just about the pressure cooker that is. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you show no, up as right. a rookie. Your ultimate. Sorry, go ahead. To the to the Patriots over the years, to the some of those Bulls teams in the '90s or the Lakers teams in the early 2000s. The expectations it, it is not for everyone, and it's why sometimes on like random teams like that, like the random fourth rounder or fifth rounder, or random second rounder in basketball, kind of gets to ease in a little bit easier. There's no expectations on the guy. You know, when the expectation, it's just. It's hard for any human that's 22, 23 years old. It, uh, hell, it ate Sam Darnold alive. Let's now, watch Jordan Love this year. It's I know you're a fan. I think a lot of people are going to be bullish on him. I, I, I would hesitate to anoint. John, because I think it's going to be very, very good. made like six throws last year. I'm telling you, I'm not even being funny. That we're just, In a game where they so were down 25 points. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. All, all you have to say like, is like, what did they end up trading James Wiseman for? Nothing. Salary dump. What could they trade Trey Lance for right now in a league starved for quarterbacks? Not even a second day pick. That's I, all you I have to say out on, loud. I think, but I think Trey has more. I think there's a greater potential that Trey becomes a a long term NFL player than there is. Well, I guess NBA guys stick around for a while. I I still think the difference is that one team, the Warriors, have given up on James Wiseman, and Trey Lance is still on the 49ers. And still could end up playing football games for them. And is do you know for the Pistons, James Wiseman's averaging thirteen and nine? Really, I saw somebody tweet the other day he's been terrible. So I don't know what the I haven't watched. Last game ten and ten, twenty three and seven, twelve and seven, twenty. I I haven't watched a second. But my point is, he's able to just go there, average twenty six minutes, and just play. Like you you just go to the Texans, you just get to play. Yeah, Justin Fields this year. Could Justin Fields have done what he did for the Niners? or the Packers, and have it been kind of judged the same. It's like, oh, he's making all these sweet runs. They're losing 10 straight games. It was like, cool. It would not have been judged the same. No. It would not have been judged the same. And and, and not it's not about just like the judgment in terms of – it's about the pressure that's on the coach and the GM, right? Because they're held to this standard. Like, why ultimately the Packers – they, you could feel it this year when you watch them play because the GM and the coach on top of Rodgers are like paid to win, right? It's about winning, making the playoffs every year. Where the Bears like, nah, we ended up getting the number one pick. It was like celebrated. Like, God, they got they fucking somehow got the number one pick over the Texans. And the GM didn't draft them. The coach didn't draft them. It's a, it's a double win. Found money. Um, Sam Darnold's career has been all over the place. So – if in three years Trey Lance had a better three years than Sam Darnold, I wouldn't I wouldn't be stunned or shocked. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. 
you can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But I think the point is that, like, the idea that Trey, that there's no way Sam could possibly be better than Trey, it's th- that segment of people that think that. That's the one I don't understand. Like, if you've watched the Niners under Kyle Shanahan every year, something that is completely unpredictable happens. So, yeah, a year ago, it'd be unpredictable that Sam Darnold would somehow be ahead of Trey Lance on the 49th depth chart. Imagine saying that uh, at the, this time last year. But here we are. It's possible. I, and here's the other thing. I understand someone just big picture goes, wait, you think Sam Darnold's going to be good? Well, yeah, like relative to like Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins, like he's not that good. That uh, that argument, you completely have a lot of ammunition and should feel comfortable on if you're on that side. But relative to Trey Lance, like he can't be better than Trey Lance in the vacuum, that guy. I'm not saying he can be better. You know, he can be better than Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, uh, Dak and Kirk this year. Like, okay, that's that's a bold thing to say. Trey fucking Lance, if I got every general manager on the horn right now, Trey Lance wouldn't sniff the top 32 quarterbacks in the league. Wouldn't sniff it. That includes John Lynch. So this notion that the bar is really high, 
I'm not comparing him to Purdy either. I'm just comparing him to Trey Lance, a guy that last year the players rumbled, this ain't going to work. Not me, not you. We actually were trying to be bullish. Turns out the players were not. You know, all those star players <laughs> that the 49ers pay a shitload of money to weren't cool with it. And not against the guy. This, this is a league that you have to play well. Like that, that's what makes football unique, right? It has the drama, but then it has like every week the tangible, like, are you getting it done or not? Like, is this Zeke got cut today? Not because the Cowboys didn't like the guy. Jerry, and I, clearly, like, if you watch the Hard Knocks, and I watched 50 minutes or the first episode of the year they were on it, him and Dak are BFFs. Like, they like the person. He just stinks. Like, he's not fast. He's not any good. If Zeke was still good, they wouldn't think about getting rid of him. They love the person. That's why they just, paid him. It's part of why they probably part of why they paid him is because they like he, him. He just batted his job, right? You, you well, just have just, to. They put the other guy on the field, and the other guy was better, right? Tony Pollard was just <laughs> so much faster, so much more productive. Kind of crazy that Niners shattered his leg. Underrated part of that game. <laughs> It's where the Cowboys would have been, and they, they would have been, you know, we got a terrible game against the Eagles and the Niners when Purdy went out, but they would have been in trouble without that guy because yep. their offense. Yep. And you really wonder, like, if Pollard's not hurt, is he the guy snapping it to Dak Prescott at the end? And does that change the whole course of that final play? <laughs> Zeke's got a little more girth. You think he's just the designated center on the play? I would okay. guess. Right. Pollard probably would have been out. You're right. You give Pollard the ball somewhere out on the outside. That's the that's the way the guy goes out as a cowboy. That play, unbelievable. <laughs> the Shanahan Zeke, any promise in Zeke. If you're Zeke, do you just tell you just talk about like the end of the regular season, not the playoffs? That's unfair. That's, it really is. That's the Mike McCarthy era for you. Who was that? Elshire? They got a running start. Yeah, and just leveled them. Yep. Sad man. Maybe he'll be a Titan. I, I really enjoy young Zeke. He was good. Shirt up like it's 1998, you know, like he plays in Nebraska in the 90s, just abs exposed. Seven nose rings, just always kind of smiling, running guys over. How about, how, did you catch today at the end of the Aaron Rodgers interview? Where, hey, they're going, they're talking about his ring. And, and AJ Hawk just, AJ Hawk just goes, Prince Albert. And we're like, what? <laughs> Made a joke. About Aaron Rodgers having a Prince Albert uh, piercing. Does he? I don't think he does, but A.J. Hawk was... I think that's the joke A.J. Hawk was making. And then 30 yeah. minutes in, they're like, oh, Pac-Man has a question. I'm like, oh, I forgot Pac-Man was here. <laughs> How about Pac-Man putting his kid in the bathroom last... He said, you can come with me to Pat McAfee's show if you stay in the bathroom while wearing an Aaron Rodgers jersey with the lights off for an hour. He said the kid lasted 20 minutes. It's a long time. It's a long time. I think it's kind of crazy that like you had to find the bathroom in the darkness. You had to eat in the darkness. I mean, it makes sense when you kind of start talking about it out loud, but most of us haven't thought too in depth about just the entire experience. That would have been, you know, even Pat was like, well, when you're wiping, how do you know if you, I mean, you definitely not peeing standing up, you know, it's just that there's a lot of, it had to be an experience. Even Aaron's like, "Yeah, I was ready. To, I was ready to be done when it was over." Re really quick question yeah. before we get out of here: mm -hmm. What do you think about the Arizona Wildcats, sixteen to one? Of all the top teams, they looking at the odds have the best value to win the national championship. 
Uh, they're a good team. They're a really good team. Yeah. I mean, they got everything. Can... I mean, they got two bigs, um, Balo and Tubelis. They've got a, a good point guard who doesn't have to score, just hits a couple threes a game, can really push the ball. They actually have a good backup court, uh, point guard, Kylan Boswell, who's 17 years old, reclassified to come early. He's, he's a stud. He's got, you'll see him. He's got like big, big hair. Um, Courtney Rainey. Will, will, will that guy go pro after this year? The backup I don't point think guard? So. No. They, uh, they're in Alabama's region, correct? In Alabama's region. But, you know, Alabama, Alabama is like wing along. They're not big man, like two bigs big. You know, they're a different kind of big. So I like it. I mean, I mean, their star players being escorted around by security guards. You so it's a good chance he makes it. Yeah. So he's he'll play. That's good for them. <laughs> but I just mean they, they got a lot going on. They got a lot going know, on. If they, if they play in the elite eight, that's a long two week stretch. With the this hell guy. yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so uh, let me see. U- UCSB, uh, Baylor, in that region. Virginia, you know Arizona, who loves like offense. They've beaten UCLA twice. And UCLA plays like the slow down, grindy NCAA tournament type game that Arizona's not y- known for. And they beat him twice. So I think that's a good sign. Yeah, I'm, I like I'm, Arizona. I think I'm Arizona's gonna put some, I'm gonna on put the, some cash on them. My, me watching college hoops and like watching it and talking to, you know, just covering it, whatever. Generally, there's like over the course of the season, I think there's like eight to 10 teams that people think can win a championship this year. And Arizona's on that list. So yeah, I'm in. I like it. Good pick. Is that it? Win it, baby. Yes. I might do that and put some money on Bryson to win the live event. He's 50 to one. <laughs> Where is that one? It's in Tucson. Uh, right, yeah, actually, that's a couple hours away, but uh, right by the University of Arizona. Oh. They, uh, yeah. 50 to one. Is he not playing well? Yeah, he's just kind of been irrelevant, but it's just those. I mean, it's a 48 person field. There's no cut. It's just this guy was like used to be like 15 to one in majors. So it's just I saw this number. Here's my my logic is simple. Some of these guys, I'm sure, don't give a fuck and they've made money. They're older. DJ probably is not practicing as much. I do think Bryson has some pride and it's going to try, you know. He he has won, you know, a major PGA tournaments. Like, it's not. It's pretty nuts. Th- those odds are just to me outrageous. Forty eight person field. Even if he is shot, like that's you just talk about value. I mean, it's just not, not every company becomes a fifty bagger. But over the years, there's been some times like, is this a little this stock? You know, shouldn't it be a little higher? That's how he feels right now. I, I like just know he. Ca- I just guys. know he cares. I know he cares. Oh, that's good because I, I feel like a lot of these guys are like North Carolina thinking about playing in the NIT. It's like, uh, and th- I mean, it's not the same because North Carolina chose not to play in the NIT. But I was that a the- real story. Yeah, Michigan did as well. Yeah, I mean, they North Carolina could have played in the NIT. Their players chose not to play, which I don't. Whatever, I don't blame them. I think you should be required. <laughs> you miss the NCAA tournament, you just the next whatever twelve teams get in. I saw the logic that said it's an invitational. If I invite you to a party, you don't have to come, right? Oh, I, I don't blame them for not playing. I totally get them not playing. If I were a North Carolina fan, I would want them to play because I'd want them to have to do something they didn't want to do. They were in the Natty last year, correct? Yeah, they were the preseason number one team, brought four players back. <laughs> it's a historic failure. <laughs> All right, on that note. Hubert Davis.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.